Hi, I'm Ariana. And I'm Kaylee. And welcome back to the Unproblematic Podcast. This is a podcast where us two 20-something-year-olds and Midwest friends, we ramble on this podcast. We talk about college, feminism, social justice, relationships, and of course, literature and writing, which is one of our favorite things. So today you're going to hear us ramble about one of our favorite things, which is travel. But Kaylee, we're going to be putting a twist on it. What is it? What is the twist? So we're going to be, first we're going to be discussing Ariana's recent trip to the United Arab Emirates, and then we're going to be talking about ethical tourism um, and specifically discussing an article that an author named Lorraine Harrington wrote about Jamaica Kincaid's work. So I'm really excited to get into that. But first, let's do our reads and watches very quickly. Ariana, what are you reading? Yes. So I would like to say this is one of my spooky reads. <laughs> Because as we're recording this, it's October 31st, which means it is Halloween. Actually, it's only October 31st for me because technically it's November 1st for you. Yes, it's November already here in Korea. October is gone. <laughs> so that was only partially accurate. But basically I'm reading, um, it's called In the Hall with the Knife. And if you're a fan of Clue, the books, the movies, the board games, this is kind of it's called a clue mystery, but basically it's like a retelling using the characters that are in the board game. And it's set at a remote boarding school. And, you know, of course, Mr. Body has to die because that's kind of what the board game is based on. Um, and it's like during this winter storm and all of them are stuck in the dorm, which is an old mansion uh, called Tudor House. Uh, which is the name of the board. Like that's where the board game takes place. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. It's really entertaining to me, but apparently this author wrote three different books in this series. So I checked this out from the library. I didn't buy this one. Um, I've been using, guys, I caved, um, <laughs> not a Kindle, but the thing is with the Kindle, I haven't been buying books. I've been renting them from the library you can put your library card on your um kindle and i just check them out through the libby app and i've really been enjoying that because i have so many options so i've been uh reading this book for a couple weeks now um but also i've just i just finished the third season of dairy girls so that's what i'm watching oh my gosh no spoilers i'm we not have gonna <laughs> again so like we're gonna have a watch party and invite some people over Oh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, it like it keeps getting put off because like people are busy, but it's driving me crazy because I want to see it so bad. But was it good? Yes. And the thing is, Kaylee texted. Well, I texted Kaylee, and I, it was just like a meme, and it was just like a screenshot of like a scene that I had paused at. And one of my favorite characters is obviously the nun, but of course, but of also, course, an underrated character is Jerry the main uh oh, the dad the dad because like do you not hear him mumbling under his breath all the time it, it's yeah. quite funny to me and him bickering with the father-in-law is also quite entertaining but I feel like in the third season it was just like over the top just extreme crazy and it was so enjoyable um and the mother like the scene where you know they ask if they have a trust fund and, and she's like get off it like <laughs> it's so good 
Well, I'm rewatching it with Alyssa now because I finished the third season and the first episode just kills me. And because the nun is like, we need to do an investigation on this lady who died. Who oh my gosh. Attention. And Aaron's like, an investigation? She was 98 years old. What I've is seen that episode like five times because I keep introducing it to people and then like people want to watch the whole season, but it's so good. It's a classic. It's so good. And if you want a good laugh, I highly recommend it. And it's on Netflix. So it's on Netflix. Yeah. But what have you been reading and watching, Kaylee? So right now I'm reading Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman, which is not my typical genre. I feel like, to be honest, this is kind of like something I would have read in middle school, but I got the book just like from a friend. Um for free. So I'm reading it and I thought it would like get me into the spooky season for lots of reasons. I'm not celebrating spooky season actively, but I still started this book. So I'm going to finish it, but um, it's really good. Like the whole premise is about like a sort of this netherworld underneath London. So it's really cool to like, uh, I'm sure like if I knew London better, it would probably be even more interesting because it takes into account like the London Metro a lot. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then I've been watching Extraordinary Attorney Wu on Netflix, which is awesome. It's a K-drama about a lawyer who has autism. And it's like super good writing, super thoughtful. All the characters are like easy to root for. Um, yeah, so I like it a lot. But let's get into the meat of our episode. So segment one, Ariana recently went on a trip to the United Arab Emirates. So Ariana, spill the tea. How was that? Yes. So I went on this trip and it was about a week and I went with my sister and my dad and, um, thank you dad for taking us on this trip because it was actually, um, both of our graduation presents from college. So, um, I'm really appreciative and honestly, uh, our family are, we're big travelers. So I was so appreciative of, of this trip and I enjoyed every moment of it. So we, flew in from we flew from Detroit to Philly and then from Philly to Dubai um so it was a 12-hour flight and <laughs> I know that was the longest flight I've ever been on because typically like when we go out of the country you'll get breaks in like Paris or Amsterdam so you get a couple hours and then you get back on the flight um but it was same. That's like two hours shorter than the flight to Korea, but I, I'm surprised because I would have thought Dubai would be closer than Korea, but I don't yeah. know. Like, it was a long flight. And the thing is, I, there was, the flight was kind of empty. So a lot of people were like getting their own aisles to like sleep on. And Alyssa and I were like, oh, well, you know, we don't know. We'll just sit one seat away from each other and it'll be fine. I kind of got cramped up. So I had moved and found my dad because he sat in a different row and he was in a four seater. So I ended up sleeping for like a good six hours on the plane. Um, and it was a good time, but that is not the main part of the trip or the important part of the trip. Um, so we were there and it honestly, I felt like this trip went by so quick and it's partially because we lost a day and a half kind of because when we got there, it was night. So like, yeah, yeah. The time change will steal a lot of time for you. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was good. So we stayed in Dubai. 
um, for most of the time. And that's where our hotel was. And it was really nice because this was a group trip. And what I mean by group is, although it was the three of us, um, everything was planned out for us. So like our hotel, our travel, um, most of our meals, and then like the types of places that we were going to be going. So I really enjoyed that because like, it kind of takes the stress off of like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? Because everything is already planned out for you, but you still get flexibility because you get to select what you want to do. Um, so I, I took, I took a lot of notes on my phone. Um, I journaled the whole time and on the first day, our tour guide's name was Atia, and he was great. He gave us history lessons um, in between different stops. So Dubai is not a walkable city. It's not walkable at all. Um, so we took we took the highway everywhere. Um, and during the traveling, he would, you know, give us history lessons. Um, so we went to the gold market and the spice market on the first day. And he was telling us about like, where are the good shops and how to bargain and things like that. So we got a, because we were on this planned trip, we went to um, a credible um, spice salesman and he did like a, not a show, but like a display, um, not a display, a presentation on like the importance of what these different herbs and spices do for the body. And it was also quite interesting because we got to taste them. So I have had that, I had the best hibiscus in my life. Oh, they had, was it like, well, like it was like loose leaf and they had like steeped it. So it was really sweet and they had used like not squeezable honey, but like, is it raw? Like the hard honey that's kind of in the candy. Oh, right. Yeah. So that was honestly really cool. So we bought a lot, we bought also we bought menthol because like they, they gave us these samples and they put it in the cup and they're like, okay, you put this, these like crystals in the water and it's supposed to open up your sinuses. And it really did. Um, but there were just so many fun facts from like Atia that we learned on this trip. And, um, so he was telling us like in the markets, don't go over 30, um, American dollars. Um, so the spice market and the gold market are right next to each other. And I personally enjoyed the gold market a lot more because I do love jewelry. Um, and it was also really interesting to see like how much wealth people have, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, when you go, you're like, oh, I'll buy a ring. I'll be buy a necklace. Like people were buy. there was, he was trying to warn us in advance that like, there are like tremendous amounts of gold, but there are dresses that are like solid gold. Like they have windows displays and it's just crazy. So people are like taking pictures in front of the displays. And so I actually, my sister and I got necklaces with our names in Arabic and uh, gold. And the thing is, I took notes, but they um, only have nine and 14 karat gold. They have, they only have the good stuff. So everything there is really good quality. And um, he was telling us, you know, if you want a better deal, go, you got to go into the alleyways. Like, cause the market is huge. It gives like a, if you're visual, if you want to visualize it, I would an outdoor outlet mall kind of. Um, and the main stores are like the, the more expensive ones, but you find the good stuff 
in the smaller ones. So I found a necklace and they, they had it personalized. Um, that's a whole nother story because we're like, we were only there for an hour in the market because we had so much packed into the day. And I'm like, can you have this necklace done? Like, they're like, yeah, we can do it. Cause other people were like, no. And I'm like, that's okay. Like if we can't have it done, that's fine. But I'm glad you're being honest. So we found this business and they're like, we'll do it for you. Cause we had three needed three necklaces, Alyssa, me and my mom. So with our names on it, personalized in Arabic. And we had like done our research. So we know what we wanted it spelled like. And they're like, we'll have it, we'll bring it to your hotel. So like I had their business card and we were texting through what, like I had paid, it wasn't cheap. So I had put a down payment on the jewelry and they're like, we'll bring it to your hotel. And I'm like, okay, we'll meet in the lobby. And like, it was like supposed to be at 10 o'clock at night. We're going to meet in the lobby. And he's like, uh, I'm like, are you on your way? Like, he's like, um, yeah. And then like, ended up not being on his way, but turns out I'm like, I'm not playing with you, sir. Like I really, I put a down payment on this jewelry. And so I need my jewelry. So basically we ended up having free time the next day. So we went to the market and got the jewelry ourselves because they, we wanted, we texted them and we're like, Hey, like you guys said, you know, you could have it done by this time. And they're like, no, um, like we, they, one of them was like, we, we got the wrong size necklace. Cause we told them like the length of the chain we wanted. Um, but it was, it was very entertaining to say the least. So we went back and found our way through the marketplace and we waited a little bit, but the necklaces came out beautifully. Um, and it's a nice little keepsake, but it's so interesting because like, it's, do you remember in the markets in Ghana when they're like, come to my shop, come to my shop. Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? It's like that at the gold market. So they're like, showing you stuff and it's like can you do this and it's like yeah we can I'm like well what's the time frame because it's like I'm not going to be here that long so um it was nice that they were able to actually do it but I was like scared not scared but I was frustrated the first day because I'm like I had legit put a decent amount of a down payment I'm not going to say how much but I had put a down payment on the three necklaces and I was like with the I'm going to get it night but it ended up being the next day because we took it um since we had free time we took a taxi down to the market again and went shopping again where I found a ring um but BB specifically asked she said bring me some gold hoops back so I did so I got her some gold hoops and I feel like that was one of my favorite spots if you're into jewelry definitely check it out um but after we left the markets um, another one of my favorite places is that we went to the um, Sheikh Mohammed Center for Cultural Understanding and we got to have an authentic Emirati meal. So it was in like an older, it used to be a home, but now it's like transformed into this cultural center. So we got to have a meal with our group and there was about 20 or 15 of us, 15 of us in our total group. Um, so we got to eat. Um we had dates. They taught us the proper way to like, if you want to have guests over how to hold your mug and how to ask, would you ask for more coffee? Because they were saying that like, if you, if you, if you rush people, it's basically telling them that you don't, you know, you don't really want them to be there. But if you keep asking them, Hey, do you want more coffee? Do you want more coffee? Or do you need something to drink? It's like, you want to like savor the conversation. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And, um, we learned a lot about the different states within 
um, the UAE, and a lot of fun facts. So I want to give, Kaylee, can I give a couple fun facts or is this like rambling? Oh, go for it, yeah. Okay, so feel free to chime in. So there's seven states in the UAE and then Dubai is a state. Um, and uh, Abu Dhabi is another like rich state, but it's also the capital and a city. So Kaylee was saying like city states. So um, the country covers 32,000 miles and they only get seven inches of rain a year. So they also have 10 million people in the country. The, the fact that I was most shocked by is when Atia said that there is zero homelessness um, in this country and that there is zero income and property tax. So he was saying that a lot of people are low income, but people are paid well enough to survive, if that makes any sense. Like there's still a tremendous wealth gap because it's like there's billionaires and then there's like regular people. Mm. like he was talking about how like if you're like a single man like sometimes it's just cheaper to instead of getting like a studio apartment kind of to get like a um not a hostel but a group apartment where it's like a bunch of beds Mm. you obviously wouldn't do that if you had a family that's more of like a bachelor thing I mean, I did that in Chicago because (laughs) your girl cannot afford anything else. So like I had three roommates and we shared a three bedroom, which like doesn't sound quite as bad as that as having like multiple people in one room. But (laughs) my jaw was on the floor when you told me that you took the living room because I was like, your other roommate was never home. She was never there. So it's like you were in the living room when you could have had a room. And in hindsight, it's 2020, but like, it's fine. Like I didn't really, you know, I'm an extrovert. I don't like need my own space as much as other people do. So like, it was okay. It was fine. I had my cute little Van Gogh wall divide. <laughs> it was okay for me. Because <laughs> I would have been so upset if I would, especially because you guys had, did you that cat? You had it. I'm not a cat person. So, I mean, if you like cats, it's fine. But, like, I'm not either. But this cat did eventually change my mind because it was a cat who acted like a dog. But anyway, um, I, I miss Peaches, actually, not going to lie, sometimes. But I don't miss his hair. His hair was everywhere. So, that was obnoxious. But, um, so yeah, so it sounds like you had a great time in yes. Dubai. And so getting into our second segment, something that Ariana said, like, made me think about this when she was telling me about this last week, Um, because I'd always thought that, like, going on a tour guide was, like, not my preferred way to travel. But after reading this article, it made me start thinking about how, like, tourists going on tour guides can allow for, like, countries to decide where foreigners go. And sometimes that's a good thing. And um, the thing that made me think about this was for our book club here in Seoul, one of the girls used an article that's called Jamaica Kincaid Challenges Americans to Stay Home in a Small Place by Lauren Harrington. And it's an article written by a Black American writer discussing um, like travel and the desire to travel um, like in light of how a lot of locals can't travel and how locals are like forced to work in tourism industries. And she also talks about the television series, The White Lotus that's come out recently. 
and I haven't seen it, but I really want to after reading this article because the whole plot is like vacationers in a resort in Hawaii versus the locals who work there. And like just showing the dichotomy between the two of them. And something I thought was really interesting was this was just kind of like a footnote in the article, but she mentioned that the tourists are reading Nietzsche and Ferrante and while the resort staffers endure dehumanizing interactions in order to keep their paychecks. And it was very ironic to me that they're reading Ferrante because Elena Ferrante writes about how like locals in Italy lose their culture. So there's a lot of different languages in Italy, not just Italian. And But there's like a government movement to force everyone to learn and speak Italian and erase the indigenous languages. So a lot of what Ferrante writes, writes about is in that context of villages where everyone speaks dialect, everyone speaks a language that is not mainstream Italian. So a lot of her work is about cultural erasure. So the fact that people could be reading about that in a different setting, and then also taking part in the overdevelopment of Hawaii, which also erases a lot of indigenous cultures there, is like just very stark to me. But I think it, you know, it's not that obvious for anyone, like how they take part in industrialism and colonialism and stuff like that. But I had this quote from the article that I wanted to read where uh, Harrington notes that every native would like to find a way out. Every native would like a rest. Every native would like a tour. But some natives, most natives in the world cannot go anywhere, wrote Jamaica Kincaid in her book length essay, A Small Place. She goes on to say that they are too poor to escape the reality of their lives and they are too poor to live properly in the place where they live. So Laurent, Laurent Harrington was bringing up these points that Jamaica Kincaid wrote a long time ago about how you hear a lot of people say like, oh, I just want to go on vacation. I just need a rest. I just need, um, like, I just need this trip, basically. And like, not to demonize individuals, but you can, like, it's not that much work to do some research and find a different place to vacation. Like, if you want to go to Hawaii, first of all, it's expensive, so you can find a different place for less money. And, like, there are coasts in the United States that you can go to and relax. You don't need to go to Hawaii. But, um, so this leads us to, like, the third segment where we wanted to discuss what ethical tourism might look like. So the first one that I noticed is like the baseline is always being respectful of the place that you're at if you're going to visit a country. And I was thinking about this because Ariana had a pretty funny story from Dubai. <laughs> but oh my gosh, because like I was like embarrassed and it wasn't even me. So like before we went, I did my research on what to wear, how to like not be rude. So they um so I like had my shoulders covered um just like a t-shirt and I had pants mo I you can show your knees and you can show your legs but like they like it to be like a decent length like not like mini skirts um so most of the time I wore like cropped linen pants um and then one day I wore a dress but I remember the first day we were in this spice market and like everyone is dressed like conservatively and like and like you know ready to learn at the spice market and this lady is walking through the market in a bikini top and like see-through pants and it's like here we wouldn't like it's like beachwear like we wouldn't blink an eye 
but like in the marketplace I was like they literally I mean obviously she didn't get in trouble or anything but like I just felt like uncomfortable for her because like personally for me when I go to other countries I'm not trying to stand out any more than I already will so, right so like yeah. I want to blend in as much as I can and be as respectful as I can and like we went to the national mosque um in Abu Dhabi and that was like a really wonderful experience so for that we had women have to have their arms covered their legs covered um and their hair covered so um I had a long sleeve shirt and long sleeve pants on and I had a headscarf on but um you can't have clothes that are see-through for that so it's like it's just like following directions for that because it's like it's a place of worship for them. It's a special place. So it's like, I wouldn't want to do anything to like. Yeah. Yeah. To compromise that. Yeah. But um, the mosque was really beautiful. But um, Dubai was like, for me, it was more liberal than I thought it was going to be because um, like, they're like, oh, you can't wear like, shorts and stuff but it's like you can it's just that they didn't want the stuff to be like extremely extremely short which Mm. is most people don't anyway so yeah um but my favorite law that they had is that all the buildings have to be air conditioned (laughs) that yeah that makes so so much hot (laughs) I was like when I found out that was a law I was like thank you thank you so yeah but I enjoyed it so much like just trying they eat a lot of um lamb and chicken and fish um and a lot of dates because I learned from Atia. thank you Atia, that the <laughs> because of the climate the only thing that they can grow is dates because so, so you hot. better learn to love dates but so like talking about being respectful of the place that you're at one of uh, my friends in the book club, like is from Hawaii and something she said tourists were doing was on boats. They would like pour beer into the ocean. <laughs> like they would just be done with the beer and they would just like drop their trash in the no. ocean. And so that's like kind of an obvious one, <laughs> but like also, you know, like dressing politely, stuff like that. That's also like super important. And then something else would definitely be like, choosing vacation spots carefully because like not only in Hawaii but also in Venice in Barcelona like there are lots of places where tourists are protest or the locals are protesting tourists um coming there because there's such an obvious inflation of prices where like native Hawaiian people can't find housing um in Venice like the cost of food and everything is going up as well and um you know, there's just more businesses that are geared towards tourists and that necessarily creates more competition with businesses that are, are made and for the locals. So yeah, plus you also, like you have this problem everywhere, but like, especially in very beautiful places like Hawaii, you have people who don't live there who buy a mansion or a house just for like their summer vacation. And then they don't live there. They're not contributing to the community. They're not actively involved in local politics or anything like that they're just like arbitrarily causing the prices of housing to go up because they're just owning things but they're not actually members of that community 
Yeah, that kind of reminds me of like one of the we went to the um Palm Island, which is a man-made island um that's in the shape of a palm where there's million dollar homes. But it's crazy how like the bottom of the of the like island is super, super expensive. And like Atia was telling us that it's like nicknamed the slums because the houses there are like a million dollars. And I was <laughs> like that. I, and it was crazy to me that like for them, for like people who lived at the top of the island, it, island, it was like a status thing. And when he was telling me that like Kim Kardashian had a place up there, I'm just like, of course she does. Like, and, and yeah and the thing is he had meant he had made a comment thinking i don't even think she has stayed there and it's like that <laughs> volumes like yeah. but um yeah that, that for me like when you were talking about hawaii i remember seeing on tiktok maybe a month ago this girl was like i you know i think people go when when they travel different places they're like oh we're gonna be adventurous but it's like they don't think maybe you should be respectful. And yeah. The thing is like, this is okay. This is my mindset. So for, for us being from Michigan, I have not been to Mackinac Island and I can personally say, I don't think I'm going to go because <laughs> I'm serious because I did like over the summer, I was like, Oh, like what I had a friend visiting. I was like, what should we do? And I'm like, Oh, it's not that far. Like it's a couple hours. And then I'm like reading an article and this man, it was a review on it. He's like, oh, it's it's um it's an ancient burial ground. Now, sir, like he said it used to be a place of like uh like a like a um not a peaceful, like a peace, what is it called? Like a sacred place where they would bury family members and it was supposed to be like this very sacred place. And I'm like, now it's like ruined, like it's it's tourism, like tourists go visit every summer and I'm just like I don't oh, really, I, like it completely changed my view like when we were younger they're like oh when you think of Mackinac Island you think of fudge but it's like that like there's so many islands and so many places within this country where it's like it's not it's not like this like people were here before us and I just don't think I can go visit like on good conscience go visit Mackinac Island and be like oh you know I'm gonna go see these places I'm gonna go stay in these hotels and it's like this is literally like a safe well, you're not much anyway so like it's not even worth it like <laughs> I was it's... just shocked that like the article he was like yeah it was great like this used to be this blah, blah, blah. I was like so you're telling me that you knew what this was you went and still yeah well I mean all land in the United States is stolen land so like you're right it is I guess different that it's a burial ground because it would be more sacred but I think you know like with Hawaii that's a very different situation because like tourists going right now is contributing to the problem it's contributing to versus in Mackinac Island like it's already been developed like it's already gone but Mm -hmm. you're right definitely like we need to do our research like about the places that we go before I was not yeah yeah, I wasn't trying to be like oh like this is no I wasn't trying to compare the two I was just trying to make an observation of like something you know it's like you can simply like research and think like oh like 
you search Hawaii, it's going to come up with people protesting and why people don't want them there and why people are like going against like Airbnb is because like it's making people who live in those areas extremely, it's making it extremely difficult for them. You know, yeah. you would think that people are still going. I still see people on, that are like Instagram and Facebook friends that are just going to Hawaii. It's like, what are you doing? I'm like, Do you know? embarrassed. Like if I, yeah. like people are on, there are people on here like so like oh my gosh like a recent like if you have gone within the last three three years, years yeah. you can't tell me that you didn't know yeah yeah like it's been it's been all over like you would think but who knows anyway There's just so many island other islands that are accepting tourists and that really want tourism so maybe go to those places <laughs> yeah I don't know I really appreciated the group tour setting because they have special insight and also like Atia, our tour guide is Egyptian so he was talking about you know his perspective also um you know coming into this country and he was telling us how like the immigration process is like really um strenuous and tough and basically how like you only get he said this is and I'm quoting him you only get citizenship in the UAE if you're and I quote one of a kind but you get that perspective from like someone who lives there which I think is really important on a guided tour that you wouldn't get if you were just going by yourself which also can put a lot of like the place that you're seeing in context and you can learn the history so that's definitely a point in favor of going on like a tour. Yeah, but- it's like I, I think it's I think it's a lot more educational because it's like when people are like, oh, I want to go on an adventure. It's like, yeah, but there's like a way to do that. And I I don't know if I mentioned it on this episode, but Kaylee and I were talking about it before. But basically this girl went on a trip to Hawaii, but then she went to like a sacred area that you're not supposed like that's not for like tourists. Right. And yeah. she broke her leg. Um, and then like someone, um, a native, someone dished it and was like, basically that's what you get. And I was like, Oh yeah, that was karma. <laughs> yeah. So basically Kaylee, maybe we should go on a planned trip because honestly, like you, I, I learned so much. I had taken like four pages of notes. Like I was typing the whole time that he was talking because it takes like 30 minutes to get different places it's not like oh it's around the corner it's kind of the stuff we what we were doing basically um but i one fun fact um i know we have like a hot second this we're trying to keep the podcast short but i did get to see the building that tom cruise (laughs) filmed for mission impossible so we can end on that (laughs) and on a high note but all right this has been fun signing off